What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and today I've got special guest Logan Sneed on the line today. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I am great. I am great. Never better. Never better. So you've, you've been kind of just, I mean, you've been doing your thing for a while now in the keto space, but you've been just on fire lately. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly how long you've been on keto, but I, I've been on keto for you know about three years, and and, and I, I started it, you know, due to my crazy situation, which we may talk about, um, you know, of brain cancer, and I just I feel like I got on it just in the right time before it kind of sparked straight up, but um, but yeah, man, the uh, the keto market and just keto in general has just been blowing up. It's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I've been strict keto for four years now, and I feel like, you know, it seems like over the past year specifically, it's really just ballooned up. And anybody that was kind of doing it, you know, pretty strictly prior to that is kind of seen as a, a veteran in the whole keto space. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, keto just sounds so, I mean, back then, if you, I mean, if you knew my diet before, man, I was doing 400 grams of carbs a day. And if you told me keto back then of like, hey, Logan, you're going to do keto one day and you're going to be on for probably your whole life. I would be like, okay, yeah, you're, you're just, you know, pulling stuff out there. That's totally not true. <laughs> so, so dive into that, man. Like you have a, a different reason for, for being keto than a lot of people out there. A lot of people wanting to do keto simply to lose a you know quick five pounds prior to a wedding and your your uh motivations are much deeper than that yeah yeah that's a good question so you know it's kind of a it's kind of a long story short but you know i it's i, I say it's funny it's not funny at all but the day that i began to uh, i began a shredding kind of journey in my life you know i was like 200 pounds and i was like a swole type of 200 um, I mean, I did have some some good body fat percentage, but the day that I actually was like, all right, well, I'm ready to shred down, stay lean. I want to keep my size. You know, let's do it. I'm ready. Let's let's go. It was day one and uh, I was headed to the gym and all of a sudden I was on the phone with my girlfriend at the time and boom, had a random seizure out of nowhere. First time it's ever happened in my life. Um, and then, you know, again, long story short, woke up in the hospital um, and they said there's something in my brain needs to be removed, had brain surgery, then it was a stage four glioblastoma brain tumor. And so this took me through radiation and chemo. And in this process, I was like, well, I still want to see my results. Like, I don't want to lose my muscle through chemo and radiation. Like, I still want to see these results and I need to figure out what I'm going to do for my diet. And I suddenly found the ketogenic diet on some of the research through brain cancer and keto. And I was like, whoa whoa, 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 okay, this can help me in my journey fighting brain cancer. And it's like also designed to like burn body fat percentage and maintain muscle and develop lean muscle. I was like, whoa, this is like a two and three and one combo that I'm getting right here. I was like, okay, whatever this is, I'm going to do it. And I, I need this to work because this is awesome. So I, I just got so excited, you know, understanding how I could see a physical change on top of fighting cancer and going through chemo and radiation with it. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to do it. And so I, I never turned around. I just went full throttle with it. Man, there's, there's a lot of questions I have. <laughs> so 
j- just to back up a little bit, how old were you when you when you found out that you had the, the brain cancer? Um, so I was I was about to turn twenty years old, um, and I just turned twenty two. Um, so I was like just shy of twenty years old. And you you uh, so so prior to that, I mean, you had no symptoms whatsoever, no seizures, no anything. Like in hindsight, now looking back, did anything ever happen that? seemed out of the ordinary like you know more lightheadedness or just anything yeah so that's another good question i um you know looking back at it now yes i had i had significant headaches almost every single day for about six years straight um and i you know to me i just thought they were headaches and they were so severe that there were there was no like you know tylenol or advil that that had that could help it at all nothing nothing helped what I did every day was I literally would just squeeze my head and I just kind of viewed it as something that was normal for people to get, you know, headaches like that. So severe headache was like the one symptom that I had uh, out of all, you know, potential symptoms of, of tumors and, and headaches was was not good. And and what was your nutrition like then? I guess you were training still, but like your nutrition was just probably not, not the greatest. Oh man, uh, if you saw like, again, like, if you knew me back then, you, I mean, it was almost a totally different person. I was doing, I'd wake up every single morning. As soon as I woke up, I'd get, you know, really thick breakfast sandwiches. Um, I would prep five meals for the day of chicken, rice, beans, almonds. Uh, I brought a can of peanut butter. Um, I would have 1,000 calorie protein shakes with peanut butter, bananas, yogurt, milk, whey protein. Um, what else, a bunch of other stuff, and then I would have, you know, on on average, it was no lower than four pieces of toast a day, um, and yeah, man, it was just it was crazy. I was doing about four thousand calories a day just to bulk up and bulk up and bulk up and bulk up. It's kind of crazy, man. That reminds me of what I was doing before I, you know, started keto, and I was just trying to get as big as I could, and I was eating, you know, something very similar to that, and I got I got big, kind of like you were saying. But it's kind of crazy, man. Like, I did not realize how fat I was when I was doing that. Like, I thought yeah. I was just jacked. And then you have, like, body dysmorphia. Same here, man. I'm looking back at these pictures, and I'm like, wow, what were you doing? <laughs> you're going to have to send me a picture, man. I'll put that in the show notes because I, I look at you now, and, like, you're lean, you're shredded. But I, I could not picture you at, like, a 200-pound-plus individual. <laughs> I know, man. I have a lot of people are like, Dude, there's no way you're that big. I'm like, I, I, I know. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to believe, but I, you know, I really was. <laughs> so, so what, what? Um, actually, let's just back it up a little bit more. So you're, you're doing, you know, your, your bulking phase. You're, you're just eating all kinds of food. Do you think that type of approach amplified your, um, like tumor growth? Like that probably didn't help anything. I would assume. Oh, it, it definitely was a a fuel to the fire. Um, and then this is another kind of long story short, I was, uh, in, in, and again, to, to kind of conclude that the tumor, they, they never know how or why it came. Like the doctors, you know, have come to me and said, look, we have no idea. This is not in your DNA. This is not your genetics. We, I'm sorry. To, we, like, we just don't know. I don't think everybody, anyone mm-hmm. will ever know, but analytically looking at it, you know, I had a severe, severe injury when I was in sixth grade. Um, that or excuse me seventh grade that was in a basketball game um i was taking a charge and uh i was actually playing on a much older team for this specific tournament because i got invited to it which is awesome 
I was taking a charge and this guy was trying to go up and dunk and he accidentally, you know, elbowed me right in the eye and then accidentally stepped on my head, landed on my head as it was going down and smashed it straight into the ground. Um, and I've posted this picture on Instagram before, but um, my eye was swollen shut and there was just blood everywhere and it was on the side where my tumor was. And so the tumor was actually six years old and this event occurred six years um, prior to diagnosis. And so from some of the doctors and, and you know, analytic, analytical people I've talked to, they've said, you know, this tumor could have come from this injury. And I said, okay, I think that's probably right. And over time, you know, in my career in basketball in high school, um, you know, I, I got elbowed and I just got elbowed so many times and hit on the left side of my brain, the left side of my head. And I had, I have like four scars in that area. Um, and then over time, you know, as time goes by leading up to this whole diagnosis and stuff, my diet obviously was trash. So that's just adding bad steroids to the whole situation, just making things worse as, you know, time goes by when I really have no idea that the tumors is sitting there for six years, all the way through middle school and high school and a year and a half into college. I just had no idea. So yeah, the diet was definitely the worst fuel source, if not something that definitely ignited it to a bad, bad tumor. You know, some tumors are out there to where they're kind of benign and they're just, you know, settling, they're settled into the brain. They don't need to be removed. And I believe that my diet mm -hmm. really amplified this to, uh, you know, worst of the worst, you know, something that is very, very severe. So yeah, diet, oh man, definitely played a, a bad role at first uh, in this scenario. Well, you look at, you know, all the research that Dominic D'Agostino has put out with, you know, glioblastoma brain cancer being one of his primary focuses. I mean, he's illustrated that, you know, they light up the same way with sugars, like under like a, a scan that, you know, like, like sugar lights up the same way as like the, the cancer growth in the brain lights up. And, you know, if you're eating all these super high glycemic index carbs, like the protein shakes and the, the peanut butter shakes, I mean, just all the food that you eat when you're trying to get big, it's like I did the same thing, man. And I look back on some of the stuff I would eat. Like I would eat pixie sticks after a workout to intentionally spike my glucose as much as possible. And yeah, you know, that kind of stuff is just basically fueling that tumor, you know, with kerosene. Yeah, man, it's crazy. And like, you know, my, my carb intake every day was around three to 400 grams. I mean, it was a, it was almost terrible if I didn't get X amount of calories and X amount of carbs in. Uh, I mean, it's just it's so crazy to think about and just all the sugar of what it can really do to you. You know, it's crazy. So, so what happens to your like persona? Like, what is the thought process? Like you're in the, the doctor's office and they're like, yeah, you've got brain cancer. Like what, what do you even do with that information? What happens? Oh gosh, dude. I, um, oh man. So I actually, I just came out with a YouTube video on my full story. I posted it this yesterday. Um, and basically we, we went into this diagnosis, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you, dude, like I never thought anything like this had ever happened to me personally in my life. I just, you know, there was really never any problems in my life. You know, everything always steadily went very well. And we go in there expecting, you know, just kind of some decent results like, oh, you know, Logan, this, it's going to be okay. You know, we'll just, you know, keep an eye on it. And that's really not that bad. But we went in and she told me, she said, you know, Hey, you know, it's, it's good to meet you. Um, and I was with my parents. It was just me and my parents. And she said, I want to, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you guys this, but um, this is a stage four glioblastoma brain tumor. 
And uh, this is actually known as the worst brain tumor there is. Um, and, uh, and we said, oh, I mean, okay, you know, obviously we didn't really have much words. We were just kind of like, what are we supposed to do? And uh, she's yeah. like, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, but, you know, you have about one to 10 years, you know, left to live. That's about the life expectancy in your situation. And uh, obviously we didn't have any words, you know, like, I mean, what are we supposed to say? Oh, great. Thank you. So glad to hear that. I mean, <laughs> you know, we didn't know what to say. Yeah. And uh, so my dad, he said, you know, hey, uh, I, I, okay, I, I get it. But is there anything that we could potentially do? Is there, is there any diet we could follow? Is there any food we should maybe take in or take out? I was, you know, he said, is there anything we can do? And she said, I'm sorry. You know, there's absolutely nothing that we can really do. We'll, we're, we are going to do the best that we can, but there's nothing that we can really do. And he said, so you're telling me, and by the way, I was not 21. I was, I was, I, I was 20. Actually, yeah, I was 20, not 19. And, uh, she, and he said, you're telling my son that he can go out and have a regular burger and a beer, and that's all we can do. And there's that, that, that's it? And she said, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry to say this, but yes, that's, that's what I'm telling him. And obviously right there, I mean, we didn't know what to do. It's just kind of like, all right, well, everything's done. Forget it. You know, life's over. Um, so that's what that was like. And I just literally felt like I would, I mean, think about, you know, I don't know, just a massive brick coming and hitting your back and just sticking to your back. I mean, that's what it felt like. I mean, I felt like I just gained 130, 50 pounds on top of my, you know, on top of my life, you know, I just felt completely shot down. Yeah, like that's, this was before you started going through like chemo and radiation and whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah, this was, I mean, this was just the first day everything began. Um, as soon as she just told me what the kind of, what the scenario was. Yeah, man, I mean, like you're, you're 20 years old. Like, I mean, well, I don't even know where to start. Like, what do you go home and tell your girlfriend at the time? Oh, God. Well, I mean, well, that's what was so just like crazy about it. You know, it was just like she didn't know what to expect. And I think I think everybody just kind of expected like just, you know, just decent results. And and she she saw me have the seizure. You know, she was on the phone with me. We were FaceTiming, you know, just out of the blue. And then she witnessed the whole seizure take place of like, what the heck is happening to my boyfriend right now while he's driving this car and he's just going to, is he, you know, he's having a seizure. Is this a joke or something? You know, and then I, you know, and then I had to tell people who were all wanting to know the results. And obviously I, I don't know what I'm supposed to tell everybody. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, when, when you hear that you've got one to 10 years left to live, I mean, when, when that's your reality, like before you even found out about keto and thought of that as an option, like what's, do you start thinking about like, do you start thinking about, wow, if I could only live one more day, what do I do? Like, what, what is the thought process like? Man, I, so that's actually a good question. And I don't know if I've had anybody ask me that, which is good because, you know, I, I can't recall it a hundred percent. I just, I think my first thoughts were basically like I had so much in my mind of what I wanted and what I wanted to do. You know, I was literally at the peak time of my life to where, you know, I had, I had, I had just great people in my life. You know, I, I was pursuing, you know, um, entrepreneurship. I was like, you know, I always, I, I always wanted to be a successful entrepreneur and I always wanted to have the capability of dropping out of college and doing what I want to do for a living and being my own mm -hmm. boss. 
and I had it all kind of structured there, you know, and I was like, oh, this is going to be this is awesome. And it was going well. And then boom, everything was shot off. And I was like, well, you know, if the doctor's going to tell me this, like, why even do this? It doesn't even like, I feel useless. So I felt good. I felt great. And then I suddenly just felt worthless and almost like, you know, there's even, there's not, there's no point of view of, of even being here. So why even do what I want to do? And I literally was like, I can't tell you that I lived in full depression because I, I don't, I don't really know what that's fully like, but I, I would say extreme, extreme stress and anxiety, um, on the verge of depression in my life. And, you know, I would, I would sit up in my room late at night in darkness and I would literally, and no one really knows about this. I would just sit in the dark in the room at 12 o'clock at night and I would literally just cry. You know, like I know it sounds like a little a little baby, but it was like I would just cry because I had I had no idea. Like, why am I even gonna go to bed and wake up? Like, what? I mean, what's the whole point of this? You know. Um, so that's really how I felt uh, with all that, man. That that is that's a scary reality, man. Like when you when you look at like how society has pushed life onto us and like what is to be expected, what we're going to go through life doing. I mean, everything that really happens tends to take you know, years and years to build and develop, especially like entrepreneurship, like you're talking about, you know? So you have to kind of get in with it, into it with like this long game approach of I need to do this for the next 30, 40, 50 years before I get to where I want to be. And to hear that you're not going to be around for maybe even one year, it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what I would do. Like, I don't know how I would allocate my time. I guess the best thing you can do is just to go on pushing and not, you know, anticipate dying because, I mean, that's not really a healthy way to live either. Yeah, no, I mean, you're totally right. And this is actually, this is when I didn't know anything about the keto diet because I went into this whole thing of like, well, geez, you know, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know, like, because I've always had that mentality, that mindset of like, I'm going to get stuff done. Like, whatever I want to achieve, whatever I have my mind set to, it's going to happen. And that's just always been my mentality. And I didn't know what to even set my mind towards of like, is there anything that we can do? I mean, I, you know, I've, you know, I, you know, there's kind of the typical like, oh, drink green tea. It's going to help fight cancer. I was like, I mean, if, if, if I even have to drink five green teas a day, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, whatever I need to do. And then, you know, suddenly is when I, I was with my friend out here in Austin, we were just paddle boarding. Um, and, you know, he wanted to get a lowdown of how I'm feeling, you know, just, you know, talk over a bunch of stuff. And he told me about the keto diet. And he was like, you know, Logan, I think you really need to look into this keto diet. You know, it's been shown to potentially help fight brain cancer. And uh, he was like, you know, I was in Hawaii um, visiting some friends there. And this whole city follows this diet. It's, it's what everybody does. And he was like, I tried it, dude. And he was like, I felt so good. He's like, I don't know what the heck it really was. But I ate a ton of fat and I didn't do like any carbs and I felt so good. And he was like, he was like, you really should try this because I've seen really big things about can brain cancer in, in this diet. And I was like, oh, huh. Sounds really, really interesting. I'll have to look into that. And I think, you know, whenever I, I, I looked into it, I tried it, I started it. That's when I just kind of turned this whole thing into like, you know what? Whatever that doctor said, I'm going to prove that wrong because I'm going to make this work. I, you know, I don't care what the stats are, the numbers are, that all that stuff. I'm going to make this work and I'm going to prove it wrong. Um, so yeah, that's when I kind of found keto and I got my, you know, my fuel source back, and it really, man, it really just changed things. 
So were you were you doing keto? Like, did you start keto pretty soon into like when you started doing chemotherapy, or was it like a, a a lag time there? There there was actually a lag time. So so I want to clear this up as well for people that are just wondering about chemotherapy and radiation. So brain cancer patients don't actually go through the chemotherapy that all other cancer patients will go through. Um, you know, you'll see cancer patients go through the rigorous, you know, six hour chemotherapy sessions and brain cancer patients will only go through oral chemo. So we just take oral capsule pills. Um, and the reason for that is because you can only do so much to the brain. You know, it's like you, you can only fight it so much. You can't go really full throttle with it because you're, you're I mean, we're basically working with the brain here, which is like a complex formula. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah. like, it's like, we're, you know, playing a maze in a bomb, you know, you, you mess up one time and voila, you know, obviously we know the outcome. So, um, so I, I went through chemo and radiation and I didn't find keto until I was probably two to three weeks done with the chemo. Um, so I brought it in towards the end of chemo. Um, and I wish I, you know, I wish I found it, you know, all from straight from the beginning, but yeah, just a few weeks, uh, left is when I found keto. And what, what were you feeling like, like with, with the standard chemo, you know, you're, you always see people like losing their hair and they just have no energy and they just really start, you know, getting depleted. Is that like, did you have some of those same symptoms or was it not quite, I mean, obviously not quite as aggressive, I'm assuming. Well, actually there is actually a significant amount of symptoms and side effects from oral chemo. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if it's the same, you know, overall outcome. I don't think it's the same outcome of the rigorous, you know, like extreme hair loss and extreme, extreme weight loss and fatigue and stuff. But there is a lot of, you know, side effects. Um, and I, I actually, and this is actually a blessing. I actually really did not have many side effects at all. I would say one of the only ones that I maybe had was maybe some mood swings. Um, you know, kind mm -hmm. and I'm kind of like carb. You know, people on on a lot of carbs, like you know, you're fully depleted and like, oh, I need it, I need it, I need it. You get cranky and then you get filled with the carbs and you feel great. I would say that overall, I, I did feel decently moody. Um, you know, it was just like I felt great, then I felt you know fatigued and just cranky. Um, that was probably the only one I really had. But man, the I mean, the list of you know side effects that they told me I was going to have is is honestly just endless. I mean, you can think of any side effect of any sickness, disease, or whatever, and that's basically what 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 it has. Um, but I, I think I, I really just did not have much of the side effects at all on it. And did they have to do like a surgery or did they like go in and, and, you know, cut in and, and remove the tumor? Yeah, yeah, they did. So the, um, the, uh, the surgery was a seven hour brain surgery. Um, and this is kind of freaky. I don't know if people want to know this, but they, uh, they woke me up yeah, halfway through the surgery. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they, they woke me up halfway through the surgery. Because um, they were, the surgery was taking place on my temporal lobe, which is the left side of your brain, just right above your your ear. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the brain surgeons that I talked to before the surgery, so like you know, whenever we found out we had to have brain surgery, um, you know, we were trying to find a very very great neurosurgeon. And the first one that we were assigned to, he told me he said, "Hey, you know, this is going to be done by your temporal lobe." Um, and you're, you're most likely going to lose your ability to speak and your ability to hear. Um, 
And of course, that was another just shot to the face of like, well, okay, I'm going to go into this brain surgery and I'm going to have the last words that I'm going to be able to say and, you know, the last things I'm going to be able to hear for the rest of my life, you know? I mean, it's like, it was almost just as bad as the whole diagnosis, if not worse. Um, and then we went to a new brain surgeon who is actually known as the number one brain surgeon in the world. Um, and he said, no, he's like, he's like, did that brain surgeon really tell you that? I was like, yeah, yeah, he, he did. He said, no, with, with me doing the surgery, that's not going to happen. And he's like, don't, don't worry about it. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. And so, you know, we went through the that surgery with seven contrast. hours. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. It's just two different mentalities, honestly. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a seven-hour surgery, and they woke me up halfway through the surgery to, to ask me questions um, to see if, you know, I was or if I was not losing my ability to speak or hear. Uh, and none of that happened. And uh, he, did a, he did an excellent job, man. It was, it was such a blessing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Like those surgeries, like that's scary, man, especially like brain surgery. Like if, if they mess up or you know, cut something wrong, I mean, you're, you're a different person after that. Oh gosh. I mean, I can't, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I really was not nervous about it just because I think I'm so confident with that guy, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this in a joking way. You know, I had to be at the hospital at five thirty in the morning, be, you know, prepping for this brain surgery. And the surgery started, I think at like 7 maybe. And in my head, I'm like, well, okay, crap. If I'm waking up at like 5 a.m., I sure hope this surgeon is getting a good sleep because golly, dude, this has got to be a lot of pressure on this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is a, that's scary, man. Like that's, whew, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> so how, what was the recovery process like there on the, uh, on the surgery? Like were you pretty well, I mean, they stitched you up, then you were good to go after that? What's that like? Yeah, so, you know, obviously after the surgery, I didn't know what they fully removed. Um, they did say that the tumor that they removed was the size of an egg. So an egg was literally sitting in my brain. Um, but they didn't know if it was a good, if it was, a, it was, if it was a benign tumor or a malignant. Um, and it took them two weeks to do, to study this tumor, what it was and what it had in it and stuff. And obviously it was not good, but yeah, the recovery process, man, it was, uh, whew. I mean, I definitely got a lot of looks. I mean, the scars in my head were unreal i mean like when you look at it you think it's like a movie shot um it was crazy um you know it kind of sucked because I, I always had a passion for working out and lifting you know it was always a passion mm -hmm. of mine and i was out for you know over 90 days um and they they literally were like you know for the first two weeks you're only gonna be able to walk on a treadmill like we don't even want you jogging um and then you know four weeks go by and they're like okay you can start jogging and then it was like okay, now you can start, you know, start running. And then it was like, okay, you can lift weights, but you are not going to lift it above your head. You know, we don't want you going past a certain amount of weight. Um, so it took a lot of time, man, to really be able to even just do uh, just a, a fun workout. Um, so it took a while. That's crazy, man. Like, did you feel any different afterwards? Like, did you feel like anything had changed really? Or did you feel pretty good? Man, the, again, that's kind of hard to answer. I think oh, I, I really did not notice a significant like, because again, you know, like when I was not on keto, I was that guy that was like, we're going to go just so freaking hard, dude. We're just going to toss up this tons of weight. And I think that my, my mentality just completely shifted to this whole 
keto diet thing of like, you know, I was so drilled into what this was, what it could do. And I thought about that so much of what it could do that it really just motivated the heck out of me of like, honestly, I just totally didn't even think about, you know, the whole recovery process of like, you know, you're, you know, most likely going to be losing strength and, you know, you're going to be a lot weaker coming off of chemo. Like, I really didn't even think about it. I was just so intrigued with this keto diet and like my overall change that I could bring on. And I was so intrigued that I, you know, I just didn't focus on it. Um, so it's kind of weird, but yeah, I mean, it really wasn't much of a change. I mean, I, I know it was, but I, I really didn't focus on it. And you were losing a lot of your weight during this time period, right? Like you were, um, you know, probably not eating 4,000 calories of, you know, ices and Slurpees anymore. Uh, so you were losing a lot of that body fat during this recovery process, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, you know, in that 91 day period of not being able to work out, but you know, I was on keto you know, about halfway through that, I saw like significant, you know, fat loss and, you know, lean, lean muscle development and results really through, I mean, without even working out a ton. Now, I don't want people listening to this saying, oh, we don't have to work out on keto. Great. But I mean, you know, I still saw really good results in that time period without even, you know, being able to work out. That is very, very cool, man. What what about like, um, like when, when I think about keto, like I talk about how much it enhanced me cognitively. Um, I'm assuming the same happened to you. Oh yeah, it definitely did, man. Um, I, I my productivity just as just on a day to day basis has thoroughly improved. And one thing was is that they actually test me um, for short term memory loss. Um, they 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 do that just because like you know that could be a potential sign of a tumor coming back. Um, and that, that's also a huge side effect of chemo. And, uh, you know, I'd go through these kind of like memory quizzes and stuff on check-ins and they're like, oh, wow, you got that right. Well, that's so impressive. They're like, I don't even know if I can get that right. Um, you know, and I, I give props to keto for that benefit. Yeah. That, that, I mean, and there's a whole host of benefits. Like you probably came out better than before just simply because of that, you know, in combination with what you're doing, living the healthier lifestyle. For sure, what, man. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Curious, man. What, uh, like, how how did you kind of like find your brand or your niche, like in the keto space, like fusionly? Like, talk about that. Like, how did that? How was that born out of this? So, man, that's another good question. You know, I always like before all of this, I wanted to have my own brand. I wanted to be, you know, a public figure. I guess you can say, um, you know, I wanted to be just a successful online fitness vlogger, you know, kind of like that. And it was all shot away. But then, you know, I was on this keto diet focusing on myself. And I saw this physical change. And I started posting about this, like I started posting, you know, the overall, um, like my overall physical results, you know, and, and I was posting before and afters of myself. And I was posting that I was going through chemo and radiation. And people were so intrigued that they saw this new diet thing. They saw what I was eating while I was going through chemo and radiation. They're like, wow, how are you seeing those results, Logan? Like while you're going through chemo and radiation, like how is that happening? I was like, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing this thing. Like it's a high fat diet, you know, medium protein, low carb. And uh, I was like, yeah, it's working pretty well. You should probably try it. Like, well, oh, okay, cool. You know, how, how exactly do you do that? And I was like, well, 
And I I was like, well, hold on. If, you know, there's all these people asking me how I'm doing this, why don't I just kind of write out exactly how, what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And if they, you know, if they want it, I'll just try and sell it to them for, you know, a decent cost. And that's what kind of made me start this. It's like, okay, I want to become an online, you know, trainer selling specific meal and workout plans for people. I want to grow my public figure, my brand. I was like, I want to start this business. I was like, I'll do this. Whatever this is, I'll do it. Um, and so then I, I randomly, you know, I just came up, the first thought in my head was fusionlean.com. And I, that was my first business name. And suddenly I, I started selling it on my website and I had one person buy it. And then I had my, you know, my, my grandfather buy it just kind of as like a, as a little gift. And then, uh, you know, as time goes by, I had these like transformations. I was like, whoa, I was like these people are doing so good. This is crazy. And so then from there, I kind of just did everything I could to spark it up. And, you know, I never looked back on it. So yeah, it was, it was such a blessing. Before any of this happened, like before you had, you know, the, the tumor and you were talking about wanting to be an entrepreneur, were you wanting to be an entrepreneur in the health and nutrition space then too? Yeah, I actually was. And um, I actually had my own little supplement company. So I was a freshman in high school and, uh, or excuse me, freshman in college. Um, and I invested just a little bit of money of my own money, you know, to start my own supplement company. Um, and I worked with, you know, a private label stuff, you know, it's just kind of something that anybody can start up as private label products. So I came out with this, you know, like this pre-workout, um, it's kind of your typical pre-workout you can find anywhere you want. I had that, it was actually going very well. Um, and then again, that's when, you know, in the midst of everything going very well, the whole tumor thing popped up. Obviously, then I come back and I'm like, okay, well, I, I can't even really take my own products here because I need to figure out my diet thing. So if I couldn't even take my own products that I'm selling, then that's almost extremely fake of me to sell this. So that's when I just kind of got rid of that. And I wanted to figure out what I wanted to do from there and start another business. And I was like, I really admire these like extremely successful online trainers. Like I admire what they're doing, how they're doing it just on their free time. Like I was like, I want to do that. Um, and so then I, that's when I brought in the keto diet and I was like, okay, whoa, I wanted to do that. And this is different. Like there's no one else that I've seen that's doing this through the keto diet. Um, and so that's when I brought the keto towards this whole thing and it kind of all sparked. But yeah, it was, it was, I always wanted to be like that. I wanted to, to pursue it. Um, but obviously this whole thing coming up, I, I just kind of stripped away, but then it, it came back all in, in just a positive way. Do you think you would be seeing the success you are now if it weren't for, you know, you having the, the tumor and like being diagnosed with the cancer and whatnot? Like, do you think having that, you know, very, very pivotal moment in your life happen, did that kind of like change your thought process and just like your whole perspective and mindset in a way that's resulted in your success now? Man, that's a good question. So it's tough to answer, you know, because I always had that mindset of being successful. I always had that mindset of doing whatever it takes, you know, uh, of developing a business. I always had that mindset. But if you told me back then and you said, hey, Logan, you know, forget your business, what you're doing now, um, you're going to cut your carbs and you're going to have a brain tumor and it's going to be a, uh, somewhat of a good thing in your life. You know, I would think that you're just completely lying to my face about whatever you're saying there. Um, but I mean, it's kind of hard to answer. I, I, I can't say that I would be doing the keto diet of like starting this whole online business. And I think it just been 
would have been a different journey of trying to be, you know, a public figure and an online trainer. I think it would just be a different sort of approach and a different, you know, different outcome. Because again, you know, you never know. I mean, I could have totally just washed away all the fitness aspect and just gotten to a, you know, corporate job. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I really have to look at all this and just say, wow. I mean, with what's going on now in my business and my life, like, I don't know if I would be here if none of this happened. So, I mean, part of me says, no, I, I cannot see that this would all happen. But, you know, that's how I look at it as a, just a very big blessing that, that, you know, of this happening. Do you think, man, these, these are deep questions. I love this stuff though. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, man, awesome. uh, do you think, yeah, I'm all about mindset, man. Um, do you think having the, the, the taste of death, let's just go dark with it here and yeah. say the taste of death so close to you has like really kind of improved your hustle and intensity, like knowing that, I mean, everybody knows they're going to die someday, right? Like everybody knows it's inevitable, yeah. but to be so young and have such ambition and then to hear that you only got, you know, a year to 10 years and then now having that life back, the, the tumor gone and your health recovered and restored. Like I would just have to think that having been there and tasted it, you're like on fire now. Yeah, man. You know, it really has fueled the fire. And again, it's another blessing that I've been given the characteristic of like overcoming the odds. Um, because, you know, they say like, you know, Logan, your tumor's gone. That's great. But it is, it is going to come back. It could come back in one year. It could come back in 10 years. It could come back in 20 years. It will come back. And for me, for, for, for them telling me what the outcome of my life will be, saying, Logan, you're going to die at this time. The chemo is going to just destroy you, okay? The tumor's coming back, and there's nothing we can do. And I'm sorry to tell you that. Hearing those words has literally just been like, you know what? If I have to spend my entire life proving these people wrong and creating the best version of myself, I'm going to do whatever it freaking takes, and I'll do it every single day of my life. Um, and that's just what has completely changed me, completely fueled the fire and makes me so motivated. I know it sounds like, well, Logan, isn't that supposed to not motivate you and kind of like destroy you? Yes, that's correct. But I'm taking those words. I'm taking this whole thought of what's going to happen and turning it into like, you know, I want to make something happen. Um, and so that really just has like motivated the heck out of me on a daily basis. And that's how I view every single day of like a you know, I'm going to dominate this day. Like, I'm not going to let a scenario like the last one destroy me. And if something like that does come up again, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to make something out of it. You know, I, I look at it as the obstacle is the way. Um, so it's become a very positive fueling fuel source in my life every day of creating the best version of myself. I freaking love it, man. I'm assuming you've read the book, The Obstacle is the Way, right? Oh yeah. It's a great one, man. It really is. That's literally my favorite book. I've given that book to more people than any other, hands down. And like everything you've said, I can you know, basically see eye to eye with like from that book. Like they, there's so many parallels there. And I don't know, man, like I've, I've never had like a life-threatening illness or like a pivotal moment like that. I've had hardships, but I can really appreciate where you're coming from. And I don't know, man, like when people tell me I can't do something, or I shouldn't do something, or I won't do something. I, I love it. I've learned to love it when people say that because it's those words that ensure that I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, 100%. I'm with you on that. You know, and like in my life, 
there were people before this tumor stuff were like, you know, dude, you know, starting an online business, like, you know, it's not realistic. The competition's just too much, you know, it's not going to last for you, you know, and I actually, this is kind of a college story, but when I was in college, um, I had a professor uh, fail me for writing a paper about being my own entrepreneur and starting my own business. She failed me. I almost failed the entire course because of that. Um, <laughs> and I had professors, you know, tell me like, you know, you, you need to focus on what job you're going to be getting one day. Um, so yeah, dude, all that stuff is just like, it's like my new bread and butter of a uh, day-to-day fuel, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. Like it's, you, you can go back and you can pull that out whenever you're in a dark time and that's all the motivation you need. Like you don't need anything else. You don't need any outside external help. Like you just deep, you know, reach deep in into the mind of yourself in those dark times and those dark words that people have said and that's all you need. 100% man. Absolutely. So, so tell me, man, what, I mean, what, um, like what's next? Like what, where are you, where are you going with this? What's the big picture goal? Like what do you see yourself doing going forward? Yeah, man. So, I mean, my, my goal every single day is to create the best version of myself. And if people want to follow along with that and they want to, you know, go through my, my, my plan or, you know, just follow me on YouTube, whatever, if they want to do that, then join in with me. And that's kind of my goal is to inspire and change as many lives as I possibly can, you know, through, through my YouTube channel, through my Instagram, um, through everything that I possibly can do, you know, I want to grow my business in more ways than one. Um, I want to grow it to change more lives, to grow the healthy living lifestyle through the ketogenic diet. Um, you know, I'm sure you obviously know who Tony Robbins is. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I thoroughly look up to him, you know, in, you know, he, he actually has a tumor in his head. I don't know if people knew that. Um, his is a benign tumor, but he has a tumor. Um, I look up to him and I, you know, I want to become a, you know, a a public speaker one day, a motivational speaker. Um, You know, I want to grow my brand. I've actually just launched another business. Um, We just came out with actually an app last week. Um, You know, just a lot of, a lot of amazing. uh, What's that? The, uh, the, the business or so the app is um, it's, it's through an app company called kerosene. Um, and the app's not necessarily downloadable unless people, you know, purchase a plan, but it's a full app that guides them like literally step-by-step through every single workout. It's like demonstration, tracking, everybody has their own profile. So it's almost like social media workout plan through, through the app, um, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, something we came out with and I have so many other business goals in my mind. Um, but man, my overall, my biggest goal is to just change as many lives as I possibly can. You know, I, I want to like, that, that's the best goal there is. First of all, I mean, that's living selflessly to take what you've learned through hard times in life and applying that to improving the life of others is the best. And that's the paramount of what people can do with their time on earth, in my opinion. So hands yeah, off to you sure. for that, for sure. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. But yeah, yeah. What, what, I don't know, man, like what is your... What is your take on like excuses? I'm assuming that you're pretty much, you know, like you feel blessed that the that you have the opportunity to live right now and you don't take anything for granted. So like I'm assuming you don't have much time for people that make excuses and, you know, squander their time on earth. Oh man. It's funny you say that. So my kind of one of my signature sayings that I say in like all my Instagram stories and my YouTube is 
hashtag excuses piss me off. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, I, I, I'm telling you, I get shot a million different excuses. Like, hey, Logan, I want to I want to start keto, but I just don't really know if I'm you know ready to cut cut this bread out. Like, and I don't say this to people, but I'm just like, man, you were just creating the, the full outcome right there. Because when people have excuses, they're the ones carving the outcome. I mean, people can carve the outcome. Now, I'm not saying you can decide what your life is going to be like. You can't, but you can decide different. You, I mean, you can take circumstances and create a new outcome from that circumstance. And people thinking that some, you know, somebody's going to delegate their own life or that something's too difficult. It's too hard. You know, it's, they're unsure about it. Again, they're just fueling the, I mean, they're fueling the fire in a way that they should not fuel the fire. You know, you got to take the obstacle and turn it into something amazing. So people who have, you know, excuses or anything like that, golly, dude, that's, it's honestly my biggest pet peeve. Um, and if I have an excuse for myself, you know, I, I have to do something about it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I actually, it's funny we're talking about this right now. Yesterday, you know, I woke up actually and I was like, oh man, you know, today's, today's going to be a great day. And I actually have my set morning routine that I do every day. It's kind of like my new, just my religious routine that I love doing. Um, and I was like, you know, and my first thought was like, hey, what if you went on, like, if you went outside and did a bunch of sprints and then went on a long run, what if you did that? And one side of me was like, oh, no, dude, 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 no, relax. Like, you don't need to do that. Like, there's no reason to do that, Logan. You know, just keep your routine. Like, it's all good. And my other side was like, no, you know, if you're making an excuse in your head of like, you know, why you shouldn't do it, why you don't need to do it, whatever, you know, go freaking do it. And so it was almost like a a full on mental battle. And I was like, you know what? I I can't let these excuses win. So I literally just went outside at 7 a.m. in the morning and did like four 100 yard sprints and ran a full lap around this, uh, this, this area that I live in. (laughs) And I was like, wow, okay. Glad I did not let those excuses win. Um, and I hate when the excuses win. So I, I do everything I can to never let it win. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, man. There, there's been, like everybody goes through life and they, they gain more perspective with each, you know, obstacle that they come across. And that perspective, you know, improves the longer you go through life and the more obstacles you face. And what one person sees as challenging may not be the same type of challenge for somebody else, but you know, your perception is your reality, right? And everybody's sure. idea of what's, you know, hardcore, so to speak, is going to be different. But like I, I've got a pretty good idea of what I know is is good or not for me. And see, everybody has that own reality. Like everybody knows if they're cutting corners or not, even though that's going to be different for different people. But for me, like when I'm in the gym, for instance, and I you know, I've done everything that I've got, you know, in my mind to do or to train that day. But then if I like have the thought come into my mind of, you know, I've got a little bit left in the tank, I could do like another three drop sets of this weight and just go really fall, you know, fall far out and just do everything I can. Then as soon as that thought comes into my mind, if I walk out of the gym, not doing that, then I just beat myself up. Like it's, it's crazy. I have to, I have to fulfill that need or else it like weakens my inner being. Like it's it's almost like this grotesque, weird thing in my head, but it's, it's just my reality. Like today, for instance, I've been waking up at three o'clock and going to the gym and I laid there for like an extra 30 minutes and almost convinced myself to just go a little bit later in the day. Like I actually turned the light off and was about to lay back down. As soon as I laid back down, 
and knew that that was my plan now, I got just pissed off at myself. I woke up, flipped the light back on, threw my phone, put my clothes on and went to the gym. Like I cannot stand making excuses. Dude, I know. I'm so with you on that. It's like, it's like I, I never want the excuses to win. Because in people's life, the excuses can win every single day. And that's where people start developing the low confidence, you know, the anxiety, the depression, the stress, and just, you know, it just honestly, in my opinion, it ruins people's life. And I've brought this into, into my overall diet. You know, um, I, I'm not saying this to brag or anything, because there's not really much to brag about, but I have not cheated uh, in over three years on like on my diet at all. Um, And I actually have gone 100% organic food, um, no processed food, everything from the vegetables to the avocados to the steak. Um, And I've been on this for three years straight. And I have not gotten out. I've not, you know, eaten one carb or anything bad. And, you know, and I I take that, 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 that excuses thing of like, I say, Logan, and I, and I don't tell people this, this is just my overall thought of like, Logan, do you want to cheat and potentially die? Or do you want to continue eating what you're eating? It's either a 50-50 shot. You're the one who can choose this and either you have an excuse to just fall off or continue doing what you're doing. And I'm like, okay, well, I obviously want to, you know, do well. So I don't think I'm going to cheat. I don't think I'm going to even take a bite of this bread. Um, so having that mentality again of like the no excuses thing, that's what has fueled me in my overall diet of, you know, sticking so strict the way I have for so long. You know, I really, really admire that, man, because I, I don't see too many people doing that. Like, I, I've been, like I said, you know, strict keto for four years now. I haven't cheated once in that entire time either. Like, I've had days where I'll have, you know, more total carbs through, like, more veggies or, like, maybe another keto dessert or something after a competition. But, you know, I haven't yeah. breached keto once in that entire four-year span. Yeah. And you don't hear that often. You hear people, you know... I've been keto for like a couple months, you know, I deserve to have a cheat meal or they try to do like targeted keto or cyclical keto or they just try and give themselves an out and they'll, sure. they'll try and convince themselves that it's, you know, I got to make this sustainable. Like, I, I mean, I shouldn't sacrifice eating cake on my birthday or eating, you know, cookies on Christmas. And that to me, granted, I'm like much more of an extremist than most people probably are, but it's just an excuse. And it's, I mean... I don't know, I'm about to get mad now just thinking about it because like people, you know, sell themselves short and they don't let themselves tap into their full potential because they're so willing and eager to do something easier than what they're capable of. Oh, dude, 100%. And you know what's funny is that like, you know, people people sadly will tell me like, Logan, that that's unhealthy of you. You know, you you have to live you know, that's not, that's not non-human like of, of, of eating the way you're eating. You, you need to go out and enjoy and just, and just have that, that cheat meal. I'm like, why, why are you telling me that I have to have something that is going to not help my body? That makes absolutely no sense to me. You're telling me to go do something that's not going to do my body well. And how does everybody have to do that? Just because 99% of people are going to say, yeah, you're right and go do it does not mean that I have to follow the lead and go do what everybody else is doing. Like there, there's no excuse for me to just cut the ice and just eat a fat load of pasta. Like my life is on the line and I'm going to stick to it. You know, I, I get people can have excuses of enjoying and stuff, but I freaking love what I do through the keto diet. I enjoy the heck out of it. You know, to me, it's like a cheat meal every day. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, I, I just stick to it and, you know, I just love it. hundred percent, man. And kind of going back to what we were saying about, you know, perspective, 
and your, your perception is your reality. Like, you know, you and I being keto for as long as we have strictly like that is our new norm. Like, I don't even feel like I'm missing out on anything. Like people just assume that we think we're sacrificing so much to eat this healthy, but the exact opposite is true. I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything. I'm just eating what I know makes me feel better, makes me function better and makes me, you know, the most optimal that I can be. Oh, dude, I for sure. I mean, you, I mean, you give me the option of steak, eggs, and asparagus. I mean, I'll choose that any day over, you know, fat pasta. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, cool, man. This, this is, this is, this is sweet, man. I really appreciate you sharing your story. Like, it's, I, I've watched you. I, I guess I met you at KetoCon last year. Or this year was the first time I met you. I guess this yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if you remember, but it was not this year, but the year before. Uh, I met you at the KetoCon uh, with Goody Beats and, um, you know, your girlfriend was there too. And uh, we kind of met and I think that was kind of like the beginning. That was more the beginning year of the keto diet in general, at least as far as like, you know, the, the social media s- stuff. Um, and then mm-hmm. this year is kind of when we, you know, like, I guess, fully, fully met. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that now. Yeah, man, it's, it's. I don't know. We're, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to come to Austin and, and get some content with you there and you're going to have to come up here. I'm, I'm building a gym here at my um, location here in Arkansas. I'll have to get you up here and we'll just, we'll just show, show people how to do it without making excuses. Man, that's awesome, dude. I, uh, I've been watching your stuff. I, I've actually been a, a very long time subscriber of your channel. Um, it's awesome just seeing, you know, what you guys got going and, you know, the keto bricks and like how y'all are just going around, you know, in y'all's bus and like, you know, the growth of it. It's, it's really, I mean, it's, it's so awesome. I mean, I, just, I actually, uh, you know, I always have my dinner. I'll do a little bit of a live stream and uh, I'll do it for a few minutes. And then like the remainder of my meal, you know, I got to finish. I'll have my YouTube on. And I'm like, well, all right, you know, what subscribers posted today? And yours is, you're, you're always, you know, you're always posting. So you're one I'm always watching while I'm just having dinner and hanging out and it's just like it's so so cool to watch y'all to watch your channel and stuff i appreciate that man i really do like it honestly means the world to me i don't know like i i can relate so much with you in so many ways and i really appreciate what you're doing and i appreciate how you just like you know cut cut the bullshit and then stay with what you know to be true and real and and right and i can appreciate that more than you imagine man so keep doing what you're doing brother I appreciate it, man. Again, I look up to you in, in more ways than one. So, again, it means a lot. Well, Logan, where can people go to, to watch your story, man? Find out more about you and, and be inspired. Yeah, man. So, uh, my, my YouTube channel is just uh, uh, Logan Sneed. If they just type that in, uh, you know, it'll come up. Uh, my Instagram is uh, Logan underscore Fusion Lean. And then my website is just FusionLean.com. So, I'm all over the place. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well, I will link out to all of those man and like i said we're gonna have to do like an actual meet up here in the very near future so let's let's plan on that for sure oh definitely man i'm open whenever and it sounds like a lot of fun dude definitely definitely well logan again man i appreciate it until next time brother take care man all right man we'll see you later you have a good one <laughs>